You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, they've done it to us again. Um, yeah, it was very frustrating last night. Um, it, was, it was a bit of a uh, tale of two halves. That, the second quarter in particular was just oh, electrifying. And uh, yeah, the, the third quarter was as good as... Um, as good as the second quarter was, as bad as the third quarter would be because, mate, we just coughed up that lead so quickly. And uh, the old adage that the Bombers have put us through for a while is those continuous run of, runs of goals. Yeah, mate. It's, uh, you know, as you say, they've done it again, to us again. And by that, we mean the Bombers have done it to us again because, the, you know, we had that game all wrapped up. Um, and really should have won. So, um, yeah, it's definitely the one we lost. Uh, and credit to Hawthorne because they just stuck to their system, stuck to their style of play, um, and and we just just fell away, which is unfortunate. But I mean, look, there was um, was good signs, uh, plenty of link up play. As you say, that second quarter was absolutely electrifying. Um, but yeah, we we really broke down in that that third and fourth quarters. We just looked flat footed and. Um, yeah, I guess you could you could see a lot of uh, a lot of tiring players, mate. Yeah, I think that's where I was a bit critical. A lot of the players that played well in that first half, um, they fell away. Some some of some of those players that really needed to stand up. Uh, so I'm not sure if Dylan Shields got a injury or, but he was quite good in the first half, uh, finding the footy, and he actually put a couple of goals on the board, mate, which is unfamiliar territory for <laughs> for us because we're used to him hitting the post or yeah. kicking it behind. But, um, yeah, he was very good with his goal kicking early. Um, but, yeah, he was really disappointed in the second half and I just felt, you know, this is a player that we really needed to stand up. Um, and I'm not putting it all down to Dylan but by any stretch. But, um, yeah, I think when you've got to – and let's play it. Basically, mate, we paid marquee money to this player. Mm. We really need – um, Dylan to, you know, stand for something. And I, I thought that, yeah, he could have done a bit more, especially in that second half. Um, and as I said, I'm not putting it all down to him at all, but yeah, he, he noticeably was missing in that second half. Um, and, you know, around the, around the ground, I just felt we, uh, whether we got the front running mentality, but our players started to push forward at all costs and I, and it, what happened was Hawthorne got so many goals because uh, we leaked out the back. And many times Hawthorne were, definitely had the out number uh, as the ball came into their forward line. Yeah, they did, mate. They just uh, played smarter. They stuck to their structures, whereas, uh, you know, we we sort of uh, broke down. And I think, you know, as we um, continue to, to develop as a side, you know, that's where... That's where we do need our senior leaders. Like I've, I think uh, Heppel had a really good game, um, and we really needed him to um, to straighten us up when when our structures did go awry. But I think he definitely saw the the real issues we had, um, particularly in our backline, um, because as we know, like Franger, like, like I love him, but he kept going for contests, uh, which just meant we were vulnerable at the back. Uh, Ridley is more your intercept player. Um, and then we had, you know, a sort of a makeshift backline. And don't get me wrong, like I thought Lav tried really hard and I thought he actually played quite a good game. 
but he just gives up so much size against some of their bigger forwards. You know, when Segler went down, when McAvoy went down there, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to go lab versus these guys and he, he just getting out marked and, you know, O'Brien, um, he's, he's another taller arrangement. And, uh, you know, those guys were just able to sort of pluck it out of the air and we had no one to, um, to sort of defend against that. So we, you know, you really saw what we were missing, you know, with, with no Hurley, um, Hooker being played up forward, uh, Stewart having his injury, uh, because we just didn't have any like key backmen to to straighten us up and experienced key backmen to to tell people, no, I need you here, uh, keep your positions, uh, that kind of thing. Because as you said, mate, um, Hawthorne just get, kept getting cheapies out the back and it really hurt us. Um, you know, we, we were playing well. Uh, the thing that let us down again was our entries into into the 50 uh, and making best use of those. Because uh, we, you know, look at the inside 50 count, we had 64 to the Hawks 53. So that shows we had a fair bit of ascendancy. We had enough opportunities to, um, you know, to really sort of put them away, but just weren't able to do that. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how we go. I, I personally think it was very disappointing. We didn't say, nah, we need Hooker down back. Um, I get that. You know, track is like, nah, 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 I want to make sure he stays up forward, give a structure down there. But you could just see how much we were giving up uh, every time it went into the Hawks 50. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. I thought that was a real uh, coaching error in that we weren't getting much out of Hooksy up forward. And uh, you know, time and time again, we're seeing Hawthorne, the bigs, even not if they weren't marking it, they were bringing the ball to ground and their smalls were starting to have a real impact. Um, you know, Dylan Moore, I think, kicked three goals. And, um, you know, these a lot of those were just came from deep entries into their forward 50. Mm. And we didn't have that. You know, Hooker really knows that role well. Um, yeah. And he did look, you know, he looked off pace, to be honest, um, you know, up forward. And uh, he did kick that nice goal from the pocket. But... Yeah, I just felt uh, when the pressure came in that third quarter, that was the time to swing Booker down back and um, try to bring that experience of his you know, knowledge of playing down there to some of those guys who aren't as um, familiar with that territory. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's what we really, really needed, that experienced head. And I should say, like, we – there was – you know, we, we were up by 40 points. You know, ended up finishing the half 39 points up. Um, and it's not like, you know, there was – they choked us up of opportunity. We still had plenty of opportunity. Yes, they were getting more run. But you look at the stats, mate, like free kicks, we had 25 to the Hawks, 12. Now, that's unheard of for us to win a free kick out for one, um, but to absolutely demolish them like that. So we definitely had the rub of the green. Um and then, you know, you even look at, you know, hit outs. Like we had the advantage there, 31 to the Hawks, 28. I thought um, Draper really had the ascendancy in the uh, in the ruck. Uh, clearances, you know, they had 33 to 29, but I still think that's that's fairly um, the centre. Possessions were more or less um, quite similar, mate. Um, but the I suppose the one big thing where they killed us was marks. So they, they had 96 to our 76. Um, so while we've definitely improved on that from last season, where we just couldn't find a mark, um, you know, Hawks were just 
you know, almost surgical with how they were able to sort of move the ball. Um, and at times we were still a bit lazy with picking up our man, um, you know, five, 10 metres off. So they, the Hawks had easy, uh, easy numbers to kick to. Uh, they were able to sort of, um, yeah, just, you know, almost pick a, uh, pick a target out of three and, you know, one of them would grab it. So that, um, that really hurt, and particularly the contested marks. So they had 16 to our seven. Uh, so that shows that area of the ground that we really need to work on because to me, you know, that run where, where in the third quarter where they kicked seven in a row, we needed to find a way to stem the bleeding, hold on to the ball. Uh, but when they're able to, you know, get um, uncontested and contested marks at will, uh, that's that's really going to, um, you know, impact on our ability to uh, to sort of, um, you know, try and get the the ball going back our way. Yeah, well, why don't we start in the first quarter, mate? Um, it was a patchy first quarter. Um, you know, obviously both teams uh, starting into the, you know, starting their seasons. Um, and I felt we missed some a few opportunities there to really nail a few goals um, and maybe have a have a lead at quarter time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw a bit of a theme of the night. The Hawks just made the most of their opportunities and. You know, um, it would have been nice to you know start that first uh, quarter a little bit better with some of our set set shots, and um, we will address the elephant in the room, mate. But um, obviously not in, in a harsh manner. Um, yeah, young Harrison Jones, who I was actually sitting in front of the Harrison's family, and um, it was great to watch them being so passionate and involved in the game. Um, every time Harry took a mark, it was uh, yeah, they, out came the phones and um, <laughs> you know, trying to record that first goal. And unfortunately, we never saw it on the night. But, um, yeah, he he did a lot of things right during throughout the game, mate. Um, you know, was in the right position, took some nice marks. And he's generally a pretty good uh, shot at goal. And I, I know you might scoff at that, but, um, yeah, I just hope he hasn't been uh, Essington into this <laughs> because, um, yeah, it seems to be the curse of our um, key forwards, uh, you know, suddenly get the yips in front of goal. But um, I'm going to put that down to nerves on the night. Um, yep. I, I heard him after the game say that, you know, um, he'd never played in a crowd with that many people. Oh, sorry, you know, in front of a crowd of that many people before. Mm. Um, and, look... I'm more than happy to take all the good that he did um, and, and just think, yeah, that was just a, a bad night in front of the goals. Um, but I don't think Harrison will have another day like that. Um, and I'm, I don't, don't expect him to say, hold my beer, because um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's quite generally a, a pretty good kick at goal. But uh, on the night, you wouldn't have known that. No, I don't, I don't think you're right, mate. Like we saw in the, um, I think it was even the preseason game last year, uh, he kicked two from memory. Was it against Geelong, maybe? Um, you know, two beautiful kicks. So you can see he's got a, he's got a beautiful action. Um, you know, in the intra clubs, he's he's kicked really well. So I think it was just a, a case of nerves. Um, you know, playing his first AFL game in front of a uh, crowd of what was it, 25,000 or you know, 21, 25, something around that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and he did plenty of good things and he kept presenting. The thing that was really pleasing to me is, 
he didn't drop his head. Um, he kept, you know, he kept leading, um, got plenty of opportunities. Um, and I'll, the one thing I did think, mate, was people worried about, you know, when we lost Joe Danaher, well, I think we found his replacement. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, no, he'll, he'll, be, um, he'll be much better for that experience. And look, you know, um, I suppose you, he'll go back down into the race after the game and, um, you know, he's probably thinking, oh, bloody hell, you know, I missed my opportunities. But uh, the one good thing is that he realised, well, the, the world didn't end. Um, the season wasn't over just because of his, um, you know, missed shots. So that'll probably, you know, you know help, help him relax in a, in a funny sort of way where he goes, okay, well, next game I'll just be better. Um, I'll, I'll try to keep better, take my time, you know, go into a, um, a bit of a rhythm with my shots uh, and not get so nervy because um, I've got no worries about Harrison Jones. I thought the, the good he did on the night far outshone uh, the bad. Um, but there, was, there were some concerns for me in that first quarter. I, like, you know, when we had Aaron Francis playing key back to Jonathan Segler, like that first bit of play there, like he sort of slipped over and Segler was just able to take a nice, easy grab. And I thought, geez, this is going to be a long night. Um, mm. But there were some some good stuff, you know. Um, Hep playing down back, it seemed to work a bit of a treat. He just read it beautifully and... Uh, it was actually a really nice um, touch for Hep to um, kick it to Cox to give him his first touch of AFL footy. I thought that was um, uh, that was excellent, um, and like just Hep in general, like he he's uh, there was plenty of intercepts marking. Um, he was just reading it beautifully, uh, but like the 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 massive thing for me is. Um, Sam Draper, I, I thought he just started the game so bloody good and with real intent. And I love that tackle, tackle of him on Impey. You know, um, you know, Impey was trying to run away, so Draper tackled him. And then Draper got back up and um, had the footy and had a ping at goal. <laughs> like, he missed on that occasion. Um, but it was really exciting to see from the big bloke. Yeah, he's definitely a presence out there, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's hard to miss and... Um, yeah, I thought in the second half um, he won a lot of the taps still, but the Hawks started to read his tap um, mm. and they were getting the ball out of there. So whether our mids could have done anything about that. But, I mean, yeah, he, he had a good night, I thought, Draper, and I uh, certainly feel confident he's their number one ruckman for a long time to come. Mm. Um, the other side of it was... Uh... You know, Hooker, he was pretty lucky to get a free kick um, from Burgoyne. You know, for mine, I think Hooker ducked his head into Burgoyne. Um, uh, but fortunately, the, the umpire um, called a free kick to us. And, you know, he was only 15 metres out, but he tried to kick the casing off it and absolutely butchered it. Um, and then Hawks just went straight up the other end and kicked a goal after a bit of a turnover from Redmond. Um, you know, he tried to kick in board and just wasn't the kick to make. So that that hurt. But, you know, then not long after, Tipper got a free uh, for a push in the back uh, and he went back and slotted it. So, yeah, we got on the board through that. Um, and then there was that awesome bit of play yeah, yeah, when McGrath just burst out of the middle of the ground. He delivered it to Jones' advantage and Jones used his versatility and agility um, and ran around and kicked it beautifully to Caldwell. Um, sort of spotted him up right in the pocket there. You know, it was just a beautiful kick from Jones. 
and great vision too to spot up Caldwell, but unfortunately, uh, I don't know what it is, mate. Um, GWS players coming over to Essendon, they just seem to have an act to hit the post. Yeah. Yeah, you just couldn't steer that one through. But, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that bit of play was really promising to see Harry Jones just take that ball and do a bit of a U-turn, mate. And, you know, the agility, as you say, was real standout. And then the pass was just so pinpoint. Mm. Um, you know, it would have been great to see that one, you know, rewarded with a goal. But, um, yeah, like I said, uh, we definitely had some more chances. Like the hooker one... Yeah, I really think he sh- that's inexcusable to miss that. Like, mm-hmm. I know um, we should be used to it, but um, to me, like, 15 metres out, and, and this isn't just for Essendon players, like, you think if you make it to that level, 15 metres out shouldn't be such an ask. And he wasn't on a harsh angle at all. So, um, yeah, really disappointing when you miss those opportunities. Yep. Um, but... Uh, there was another good bit of play. Like there was a beautiful pickup from Cox um, just forward of the centre there. And he handballed it to Tippo, who uh, chipped a, a cheeky little kick to Shield. And Shield actually went back and kicked a bloody goal, mate. It was uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, I must admit, um, sitting with my daughter, I just said to him, I said to her, sorry, um, oh, where's this going to go? Uh, can I... <laughs> Can I say it's going to hit the post? Like, <laughs> and she was quick to give me the smirk, mate, when um, that goal went straight through. So, um, yeah, no, it was really good, pleasing to see. And I, I just hope that it's a bit of a theme with him this year um, because, uh, yeah, I discussed earlier that you know, his second half wasn't great. But, I mean, if he comes away from each game with a goal or two, um, that's going to take his goal tally up, you know, around that 20 mark. And I, I reckon that's what he needs to aim for. Last year, he only kicked four for the year. Mm. Um, and I know the games are longer now, but um, we really need Dylan to hit the scoreboard, especially if he's going to be resting forward now that the uh, interchange numbers are coming down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think the, the story of that quarter was we had plenty of opportunities, um, but we ended up, uh, finishing the quarter down. Um, so we were two goals, four to 16 uh, to the Hawks, three goals, one, 19. So the Hawks really making the most of every opportunity they got. Yeah. At quarter time, I just felt that um, yeah, we deserved to be a couple of goals ahead, really. Like we had a lot more of the play. Um, I was really impressed with Heppel's quarter. Um, yeah, he started off that way and I thought that's good. He actually looks fit, you know, um, and we know it's a bit of a theme with Essendon sometimes. We play players when they're not well or, yeah, not physically in the best shape. Um, but I didn't have that impression of Heppel. He seemed to be moving really well. Mm. And um, let's hope Ben Rutten's going to live up to that. You know, he's basically saying, you know, with Stringer, you know, he's probably possibly fit enough to play last night. Um, but he would have had no match conditioning. Um, he'd been He'd missed a few games, so... Yeah, they put an hour into him yesterday, you know. So um, I'll be more than comfortable if we have to have players playing a little bit of VFL footy uh, to get them back into the side when they're, you know, able to perform physically. Yep. No, that's a cool jam. Um, so going to that second quarter, we, we seem to start fairly well with good energy. Um, you know, the, 
the start was beautiful with Draper just palming the ball straight down Parrish's throat. Uh, and he sort of burst out and delivered it beautifully to Hooker. And I thought he took that mark. Like I, I don't see how it wasn't paid, but, you know, it wasn't. Um, however, we ended up, uh, you know, with the ball and McGrath kicked that beautiful snap goal through after a uh, nice assist from two-metre Peter. Yeah, that was a great goal. And uh, here's another one for you, mate. Uh, I don't think Andy McGrath kicked a goal last year. Mm. Um, so that's a big stat. Um, yeah, and again, we're talking about getting goals out of our midfield. Um, I really reckon that's key this year. So great to see Andy start the year with a goal. And it, yeah, it wasn't a fluky goal. It, that was done with knowledge, you know, a really nice snap. It just curled beautifully. Mm. Yeah. Um, look, I, I thought um, there were some, there's some other um, nice moments, you know, two metre Peter. Yeah, while he didn't have an outstanding game, I thought there were some good moments from him. Like there was a nice kick from him, you know, off the half back to kick it to Hooker on the wing. Uh, and then, you know, two meter Peter has run up and got involved again, uh, kicking it into the forward line, but he was sort of off balance when he kicked it. So, um, you know, ended up being chopped off by the Hawks. But uh, then there was some beautiful work from Hind on the wing. You got the footy and kicked the inside 50, which sort of. Um, Snuck out the back to Snelling. He snapped it through. I thought it was just a beautiful little goal from from the young master. Yeah, it's good to see Snelling get a goal as well. Like, um, he, yeah, we always talk about our mid mid range players being a touch undersized, and Snelling's one of those um, who you know plays a bit of half board flank and likes to be around the stoppages. But um, yeah, I think for him to be uh, you know, able to win a spot week in, week out. He needs to add a bit of goal kicking. And you know, it was nice to see that he took his uh, shot when he got an um, opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was also some nice work from Cox. Like, um, you know, Hawks had the footy and they kicked it out uh, on the wing to Impey. Uh, but Cox kept chasing and harassing, which made Impey sort of, um, you know, basically fumble the mark and end up dropping it. So, um you know, Cox ended up tackling him. Um, and then Shield got the footy in the end and kicked it to Hooker deep in the pocket. And he uh, went back and kicked a, a tight one off the left. It was a beautiful kick. A lovely snap. Um, and it makes you, you know, even more you know, question, how could you miss a goal 15 metres in front? Yeah, you can snap him like that. Um, yeah, I liked his, uh, <laughs> his little wry smile after he kicked that one. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was um, yeah, some excellent work from Shield off the next bounce. Uh, he just collected the footy and handballed it to Langford, who was running through, and he hit Jones. Um, again, another missed kick from Jones, but I just thought it was a really beautiful um, bit of play there, like nice ball movement. Um, Langford was coming through with pace, so, um, yeah, that was that was excellent. Um, but then, yeah, there was a play a bit after where there was a lovely hit from Snelling to Jones, who really should have had a shot, um, but I think he was getting a bit wary by then. Um, the ball ended up getting to Zeret, um, who slotted it. It was, um, yeah, it was just a great, um, a great goal there, and really started to get a run. Yeah, the energy in the crowd, mate, was just fantastic. You know, uh, there was, yeah, it was definitely a pro Essendon crowd, and um, being our home game, and yeah, the stadium, even though it was only half full. Um, it was almost like a buzz of excitement going around and uh, yeah, 
the next goal when Dylan Shield um, mm. ran in and kicked that next goal, oh, the place felt electric. You know, it was just, oh, it was just, yeah, just the looks around. Yeah, you saw Essendon people like looking around at each other and like with big rye smiles. And I guess um, it was kind of good that we didn't know what the end result would be because, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just that this oh total feeling of almost euphoria. Euphoria, you know, it was just oh I haven't seen Essendon move the uh, ball like this for consistent periods for a long time. Yeah, and that was off the back of. Um... Like that, a nice bit of play where they just worked it up the wing, like you know, Parrish to Hep to Shield, he strolled in and kicked it goal, and um, yeah, like you, as Essendon fans, we're all sort of thinking, oh, how good's this? Um, okay. And then there was that um, lovely bit of work again off the halfback with Smith getting the footy, um, and you know, the ball made its way to two meter Peter, who marked and went back and kicked the bloody goal. Yeah, yeah, plus 50 metres, you know, by the time he um, had the set shot. Mm. And um, he cleared the line and, you know, I had been told, uh, you know, Peter Wright, you know, 50 metres is, you know, you can't go much longer than that. Like he's not um, he's not one of those big talls who can bump the ball 60 metres. But he seemed to kick that quite comfortably, actually. And, mm. yeah, it was, it was great to see the boys get around him, um, you know, celebrating his first goal for the club. Yeah, uh, and by then, mate, we were um, we were heating up. <laughs> Our, uh, you know, Parish pounced on the next uh, you know ball out of the uh, out of the ruck and grabbed the footy and passed it off to um, Smith, who ran in and slotted it. And you just thought, "Geez, you know, he's on fire!" <laughs> I tell you, right the um, the walls. Oh, sorry, the floor. Uh, I know it's made out of concrete there, but um, you could actually feel vibrations. I reckon that many people just dancing on their feet almost, um, you know, from the crowd, just enjoying this run. And, you know, the goals were like, none of them are really gimmies, if you know what I mean. Like they were like kicks on the run. And as Essendon supporters, we're sometimes used to our players spraying the kick or, you know, um, it was just a consistent run of these players. Yeah, you know, nailing their opportunities from 45 metres out. And it was, oh, bloody, yeah, great. Uh, and I think that's what makes it even more disappointing, knowing what we're about to discuss after mm. halftime. Yeah. But, um, well, there was a lot to like in that second quarter, mate. Yeah, there was. Um, and, like, that other bit where, look, Cox unfortunately hit Hanrahan high. Like, he went to bump the body, uh, unfortunately collected his head with his elbow. Um, it seemed a bit of the old sort of clumsy Dustin Fletcher's about him, mate, um, where, like, there was no intent in it. Um, you could see that. Um, and then the, the Hawks sort of tried to go Cox, uh, but McGrath came up and put one of them on his ass, and I thought that was just fantastic to see. Like, no, nah, you're not going to bloody um, rough around our players. Um and that's like that used to be the stuff um, you know we used to rely on. You know, okay, McGrath's probably not in the same category as your Solomons and Hardwicks, but um, for someone to actually you know fly the flag and say and stand up for one of our boys, um, I thought was absolutely excellent. And you know, we we've talked previously about you know our, our leaders and stuff like that, and that to me was a real act of leadership to to stand up for the jumper um, and stand up for for Cox there. And look, it cost us 50 metres and, and Henry Hand kicked the goal. But um, yeah, I'm more than happy to wear that because that, that shows the boys are 
starting to work uh, for each other as opposed to, you know, individuals. Um, so it was good to see the boys uh, get around and protect Cox. Um, unfortunately, Cox got reported from that incident. Um, I'm hoping he gets off, um, but it's just a bit of a worry, you know, when you do hit the head. The good thing for him, I guess, is that, you know, Henry Heron obviously played the game out um, and kicked that goal. So it doesn't seem to be any uh, issues there. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that ends up at the uh, tribunal. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, apart from that, um, yeah, there was that, like, towards the end there, Langford kicked absolutely mongrel uh, punt on the left and it, Ended up hitting Tipper uh, straight in front, and he kicked it through to have us leading the uh, that half. Ten goals, six sixty-six to the Hawks. Four goals, three twenty-seven. Yeah, I was standing, well, I was sitting right near the uh, area where all our players who aren't playing were um, were in front of me, and uh, the guys are, you know, uh, obviously they're, they're quite subdued. They obviously not like supporters who stand up and, and cheer and so forth. But just saw the players um, that weren't playing and you know, they were full of admiration of the guys. And um, as the boys came off the ground, the the cheers that they were getting um, was, you know, so loud. And uh, I, yeah, I hope it didn't go to their head at halftime. But, um, it, yeah, you would forgive them if it did because... Yeah, I hadn't heard a cheer at halftime like that for a long time. And I think the supporters were just so appreciative of their efforts in that first half. Yeah, but as I say, mate, uh, yeah, I hope it didn't go to their heads because the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And, uh, yeah, that third quarter started off pretty ugly. You know, the Hawks were all over us and kicked the first four pretty quickly. Yeah, and they didn't. Well, one thing I noticed from the ground is that our players, it seemed like they had a little bit of a mindset. They went into the shell a little bit at first. They started to chip the ball around a bit more. But um, then I noticed our backs were really pushing forward you know, to the mid-area of the ground. And uh, we saw it you know, many times in that run of four goals for the Hawks. Um, our players had deserted their area of defence and the Hawks were had numbers on the way back and, they got a number of goals where they were they just completely outnumbered us because you know we didn't hold our defensive structures um, the way that yeah you would expect to when you when you've got such a lead. Yeah, yeah. Well, we really did um, fall away from what we knew, and you'd think after three or four goals, you know, we'd go, okay, come on, boys, let's settle it down. Let's uh, you know get the ball back in our on our um, sort of way of playing. Um, and we did have some, a couple of opportunities, you know, Jones got a free after Harding dropped an absolute sitter and Jones pounced on him. Um, so it was a great tackle, but he missed another one. Um, and then Hawks, of course, took it up the other end and kicked it. So that was five goals. Um, then we started to get a bit more of the footy, but couldn't execute properly going into our forward half. Again, the Hawks just took it straight out, kicked to sixth. Um, and it was back to six points after we, we led by 40 in that second quarter. Um, and then, you know, they got a seventh not long after, uh, and we were only holding the lead by one point with just over, you know, four minutes to go or something. We just looked flat-footed. Yeah, we looked out on our feet, and, you know, um, 
Darcy Parrish kicked a nice goal in that third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from range, it was around, around that 45, 50-metre mark. Um, yep. Which is a fair kicker for Darcy. Um, and you know, he, he really, you know, I thought that was a bit of leadership from him mm-hmm. because uh, no one else had been able to go back and slot a time, you know, a, 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 so, a, a shot at goal so timely needed. Um but unfortunately, and it was a bit of a theme, every time we got a goal, you know, after half time, it was answered almost within 30 seconds of, of our goal. Mm. We just could not contain the Hawks from um, surging forward. Yeah. And I'll just mention, like, for Parrish to get that footy, like, Zeret made an excellent run out of the back, you know, took a couple of bounces, and he was running at full tilt uh, and then was smart enough to just... Um, slow himself for a second to like really surgically pinpoint Parrish, you know, about 40 metres out, um, which was just a beautiful bit of play. Um, but as you say, mate, the um, the Hawks kicked another and the ball game was back to one point as we entered the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I thought we started that last quarter the better team, mate. We had a lot more of the play. And again, it was... Missed opportunities. Um, mm. you know, Dev Smith, um, I would have thought he would have done a bit better with that snap. Like yeah. It was a, basically a tumbler and it just had no penetration on it and it kind of just rolled over. I think Devin at his best could slot that goal. Mm. Um, yeah, and then, of course, uh, Harry Jones had a, another opportunity. Um, and it just wasn't his night, was it? No, nah, it wasn't, mate. Um, you know... Uh, it was a beautiful clunk, um, like good mark he took, uh, and you thought, oh, maybe this is it, uh, but no good. And then, you know, Redman uh, got a fifty after Brockman stepped off, stepped off the mark, uh, but even Redman uh, couldn't kick it through. So, you know, there was there was plenty of opportunities for us to um, kick ahead, um, and you know, I thought our defenders were. Geez, they were trying their best. Like, Lav was defending really well, I thought. You know, plenty of fists and second efforts. Um, yeah, and, and saved that goal from Bruce um, as well. Like, Bruce was, for all money, going to run into an easy goal, but, um, you know, he ended up affecting the kick, which was um, fantastic work from him. Um, but, unfortunately, the Hawks kept coming. And, you know, again, I was talking about the undersized defence. You know, McAvoy... Um, you know, floated down forward for them. And, you know, against Lav, you know, he had head and shoulders above him. So he took a nice, easy mark and put him in front. Yeah, the Hawks, after our early, you know, foray forward where we missed a few opportunities, yeah, they got that goal through McAvoy and then you know, another scrambly point from uh, Kaczynski. Mm. Um, and then Sammy Draper pushed forward and, Took a big clunk, mm. about 30 metres out, mate. And you know, um, his kicking had been a little bit off that night, you know, especially when he was surging towards goal. But I was really pleased to see Sam go back and slot that goal. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful for the big man. And wasn't he excited when he slotted it, mate? Um, yeah. i tell you what, like when they showed that camera angle behind the goals, you thought, geez, <laughs> he's, he's skirting the line. But it went through and... Um, no, it was just great to see him take that big grab and kick it through. Um, you know, and then Dev got a free kick off a Hawks throw uh, and he, he dobbed it and we were five points up and he thought, oh, 
yeah, come on, boys, let's let's finish it off. Um, but then, you know, the Hawks pegged it back and they were up by a point. So, uh, yeah, like as hard as we we tried, you know, that was a that was a ball game, mate. Yeah, well, Devin Smith kicked that goal. It was two minutes to go, and um, yeah, I just I just almost felt uh, it was always going to happen that the Hawks would have the last say, um, just because we had not been able to contain that ball in the middle. Um, somehow, Hawks had found a way to surge the ball forward. And uh, again, it came down to a, a pack, and Tim O'Brien took the, that that nice mark. And you got to say, under pressure, mate, he kicked a beautiful goal for the Hawks, and mm. um, yeah, very sobering for uh, Bomber fans because you know um, it just felt like you know we'd been talking to this used car salesman, mate, and. Uh, <laughs> And we've been you know, sold the greatest invention in earth and um, unfortunately it turned into a lemon. And, um, yeah, it just was not our night in the end. Um, uh, but to say that we didn't have opportunities is an understatement. Uh, we had plenty. Um, so I just think that uh, I guess the I think the club missed a real opportunity to, to bank a win. Um, when you look at our coming weeks, mate, it's uh, – it gets harder from here, put it that way, because I thought the Hawks were quite, um, you know, they had equally a younger team as us on the night. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they've got Burgoyne, who bumps up their age a fair bit. Um, but when you look at it holistically, um, they were both very young sides. And you know, I think Clarkson will probably walk out of that game thinking, you know, he probably won't think it himself, but. I guess I did. I, I just felt I'll put that one down to Clarkson being a great coach. Yeah, he, he definitely outcoached, right? And there's no no two ways about it. Um, you know, we were saying before, like, it would have been great to put Hooker down there, you know, especially when, you know, you imagine, um, you know, if McAvoy floated down forward and Hooker was there, you know, he'd take him. Um, and there's no way he'd take an easy mark with Hooker down there. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of other moves we, we could have made, but just didn't make them on the night. But I guess the, the good side is um, the effort was there for four quarters, um, but our, our polish is a far way off. And that's the next, um, I suppose, evolution for us. Um, it's that finishing, the, the kicking, um, you know, getting a bit more marking power around the ground, um, which I'm sure we'll get. Um, you know, I thought there were plenty of promising signs. Like uh, Jones took a few good grabs, you know, both in the forward line and around the ground. Like there was a one even fourth quarter, a massive clunk. Um, it's fantastic. But I mean, like you look at our, our tackle numbers, we made 69 tackles for the night to Hawks 59. I, I think that's really good numbers there. Um, but also one percenters, you know, we had 61 percenters recorded um, to the Hawks 47. So it shows we are working on a, a more, uh, I suppose, team-oriented um, structure as opposed to the, these individual efforts, which we relied on for a while and obviously didn't work for us. Um, and the, the big thing for me is we weren't we weren't reliant on one particular player. Um, you know, there were plenty of people who stood up to play their role, uh, but just 
in the end, you know, we, we didn't hold our structures enough. But I thought, you know, guys like Hind, uh, Caldwell, Parrish, Merritt, McGrath, like everyone uh, sort of stood up and performed their role. Uh, but we just need, I suppose, more four-quarter efforts in terms of, um, you know, that, that polish and finish to, um, you know, keep us from, um, you know, kicking, you know, heaps of points or out of bounds or not getting the marks because we we sort of fluff the, the footy. Um, so, yeah, as disappointing as it was to lose, I, I think there were plenty of positives uh, to come out of that match. Yeah, uh, it was hard to find him uh, driving home last night. <laughs> <mate>. um, <laughs> uh, just, uh, I, I think my daughter thinks I've got an issue uh, with Tourette's at some time because <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, on the way home and, it, you know, when you've got that time to yourself and um, you're just in your mind, you're playing out scenarios and just every now and then I just I was on the drive home Drop the f bomb, and she just look at me with a strange look. <laughs> you know, it was just those missed opportunities. You know, um, it was just really, yeah, a real harsh lesson to learn for our bombers. And um, you know, our supporters wear it pretty, pretty firmly on our chest, mate. Um, and look, uh, you know, in the in the cold light of day, um, there was a lot of positives, as you say. But um, you know. That and two dollars will get you a coffee from Seven <laughs> Eleven. Um, that's that's about it, mate. Because uh, you know, after the game, it, it feels very hollow. And um, yeah, I just hope that um, we uh, we do learn from this. You know, in future times, we are in these close battles, um, and I just hope that truck learns a little bit. You know, um, even if you've got in your mind. That hooker's going to be playing forward. You can't get yourself trapped into. No, I've said the hooker's not going to play back. He's going to play forward. You've got to. You've got to be open to making different moves, um, even if that's against your philosophy. Yeah, that's a fair call, Jane. Um, you know, and I think when you look at it, missed opportunities. You know, we kicked thirteen goals, thirteen um, to to the Hawks, fourteen eight. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a lot of shots at goal and we had 64, uh, inside fifties. So, you know, that's where we need to, um, to get better at, as you say, um, you know, making those calls when we need them for the, for the better of the team, not just where you would like someone to play. Um, cause, uh, you know, while you might like the look of hooker up forward, if the team needs a, a key defender, um, you know, we've, we've got to we've got to roll the dice um, because you know when you lose a game by a point, um, you know every every decision matters. So, uh, uh, but yeah, mate, um, I guess from what I hear from you, there's uh, plenty of learnings from that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Uh, and hello to John Walspold if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, look, uh, I can understand why that w- term would be thrown about. Um, and uh, I just think our disposal was pretty poor, especially in that second half. Um, uh, Caldwell, I thought he had a really good game. Uh, a couple of his kicks were you know, really uh, 
important turnovers. Um, I think there was another one that, that stood out to me by um, Carl, who, you know, tried to really stab a pass, but it was just really short and went directly to a Hawthorne player. Yeah. Um, and as I said, like, some of those senior players really need to stand up when that game was, you know, um, right on the line near the end. And I would have loved to have seen a little bit more out of Dylan Sheila, as I'd already spoken about. I thought Merritt and McGrath were just unbelievable, the, the way they'd hunt the footy. Mm. Um, McGrath, again, like, he got a lot of the footy in the night and, I, you know, a bit of a precursor to our voting, mate. I, I thought he was our best player, but, again, some of his kick, kicks can be a little bit tumblers. Um, so that's just another area in his game that, uh, you know, he just needs to take that extra step sometimes just to make sure he gets the full purchase of the footy. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, I, I just think uh, at the end of that game, uh, I thought we played the better footy overall but didn't walk away with the four points. Yeah, I'd agree with that, mate. All right, well, why don't we have a break, mate? We'll come back and we'll do our Don's Cast medal votes, uh, the first one for the year. And, um, yeah, that'll be after the break. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we start our voting for the Don's Cast medal, who last year was won by Jordan Ridley. Uh, mate, uh, why don't you kick us off for season 2021? Yeah, beauty, mate. Um, so for one vote, I couldn't go past uh, young Sammy Draper. I, I thought he um, yeah, had a really good game and, and just had to had to find a vote for him. Um, you know, because it wasn't just his... His tap work, you know, he had 24 hitouts in the ruck there, um, which is no slouch going up against, you know, McAvoy and Segler. Uh, yeah, very experienced ruckman there. Um, but also, you know, he had four clearances, five tackles from the big man, uh, took a couple of big clunks, um, had the 10 possessions, kicked that goal that we talked about, mate, um, and actually had uh, 84% of game time. Um, so he was able to stay out there. So, very fit, uh, the young man. Um, so one vote to Sammy Draper for mine. For the two votes, um, again, this is one I had to find votes for, uh, Dyson Heppel. Um, I thought, particularly in the first half, I thought he was just reading everything, um, you know, looking beautiful. And you think of how much time he's had off footy and, you know, those first, even the first two uh, practice games we had this year where he, he looked, you know, well off it in terms of pace. Um, you know, he, he was back to, like, not his best, um, you know, but, you know, at least sort of 85 90%. And I think, you know, you just remember, oh, that's why we loved him as a, as a player. Like, he was he's a good mark. He took the six grabs in the end, um, had 25 possessions, um, even had a clearance um, just to, you know, relive his, uh, his clearance bull days. Um, you know, 480 metres gained from him coming off the back line there. Had an assist for goal, um, which was excellent. Um, and I, I just thought, you know, he, he really, um, particularly when we're under pressure early from the Hawks, he was the one dependable down there. Um, he was uh, getting it back on our terms. So I thought a uh, good game from Hep. Uh, for the three votes, I've gone Nick Hind. Um, like, Jesus. Like, we've really plucked one here. Um, 
you know, we sort of talked about it uh, previously, James, where when we um, got him back from the Saints, um, you know, we were sort of thinking, geez, that's a bit of a stopgap solution. But I reckon he's, he's gone, you know, another another two levels almost from um, even from when he's playing at the Saints. I, I thought he played an excellent game. You know, he had 25 positions, um, you know, had made four tackles off the back line there. Uh, but the big thing for me was that 636 metres gained. Um, you know, their, their numbers, uh, which are just absolutely huge. And, um, you know, he, he just shows not only the pace, he, he you know, he often shows you know, quite a few uh, forwards, a, a clean pair of heels when he darts away. Um, but, you know, he slows down and, you know, measures his kicks when he makes them. Um, and he did use that to good effect. You know, out of his 25 possessions, 18 of those were kicks and he, he didn't waste many of them, mate. Um, so I thought a really good game from Nick Hine there. So three votes for mine. Uh, four votes have gone Zach Merritt. I thought, um, you know, he's he's just looking absolutely schmick. Um, you know, 31 possessions from the night, 18 of those were kicks. And, um, you know, he, he really... Um, his kicking is much improved from the last two years for mine. It's like he's uh, you know, gone back to yeah 2016, 2017, uh, Zeret, where he, you know he's just beautiful kicking the footy. Uh, obviously, kicked that goal, which was fantastic. Uh, had a few tackles, uh, two clearances, you know, nearly 400 meters gained, and a goal assist to go with that. And interestingly, he only played the 74 percent of game time, mate. So, um, like he, it's not like he we had to flog him out there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought a, a really good game from Zach Merritt. And, yeah, particularly that run down the wing I talked about before where he took a couple of bounces and then was able to slow slow just that little fraction of a minute to um, sort of hit up Parrish. They're the bits of class where you go, wow, like, what a player we've got here. Um, so a good game from, from Zach Merritt. Uh, but the five votes I had to go, Andy McGrath. I thought he was everywhere all game. Um and he did kick it a bit more, which was excellent because, you know, sometimes, you, you know, when he's in and under and he, and he gets those, um, you know, cheap little handballs, he, he doesn't make much, well, he doesn't look to make much of an impact um, when he's uh, when he's got the footy. But, you know, you sort of saw him in everything. Uh, so 33 disposals, uh, 11 tackles, which is absolutely huge. He's, you know, his pressure at the ball carrier was uh, really frenetic. Um had the two marks, five clearances, 475 metres gained, kicked a goal. Um, so that was a, an excellent midfielder's performance uh, for mine. Uh, so we got the five votes. So um, how about yourself, mate? How did you read it? Yeah, well, I started with uh, Dyson Heppel. I thought um, I gave him the one vote. Um, and I just felt that you know, it was pleasing to see Hep out there and seemed to have a bit more confidence in his body. Um, and, you know, he's such a good leader. I think the players really love playing for him. Um, yeah, I think he definitely quietened in the second quarter, uh, second half, sorry, um, but it uh, wasn't true lack of effort, and I just think, you know, that'll come with conditioning, um, you know, understanding that he, he missed a lot of the, the work of the preseason, uh, you know, getting that foot right. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought Hep was... Pretty good on the night. Um, I, I gave two votes to Jordan Ridley. Uh, you know, uh, he, he used the footy again so well, which we've come to expect. 
Um, he had to be a little bit more. Um, yeah, he was had to play more one-on-one roles, and he probably like. I think he prefers to be third man up. Um, but due to our backline being a bit makeshift, um, that's going to rob him of a little bit of opportunity to actually uh, run off as much. But he still was able to use the footy really well, and um, yeah, I like it when he does the kickouts. You know. Many times it was surprising they, they didn't actually man up on the mark. So he was running out, getting his 30 metres, plus then bombing at 50, you know. So it was already 80 metres out of the out of our area. And, um, yeah, I thought Jordan played a quite a serviceable game. Um, three votes ago to Zach Merritt. Yeah, got plenty of the footy, kicked a goal, which was pleasing to see. Um, and as I said, I, I think I was surprised – how much time he spent on the bench. Um, and it was more about getting him rest and recovery, I think. And, you know, with the limited rotations, um, maybe they feel more benefit of him resting on the bench than resting up forward, for example. Um, but, it, yeah, it, he spent a number of uh, minutes each quarter on the bench um, to, I guess, freshen him up. But when he did come on, he generally made a good impact. And as you say, he's kicking was pretty good on the night. Um, four, I actually gave to Nick Hind. I, I uh, could see how much plays he actually uh, was involved in, even when it was going Hawks' way. Uh, he was using that pace to, to get across and spoiling. So if you watch the replay back, mate, there's a couple of times where he actually um, gets involved and, and makes sure that the footy goes out of out of bounds, um, you know, making sure he provides a contest. So... Um, and although he didn't really get the show on the night, um, that line breaking pace, I, you know, I'm sure we're going to see that um, once the game start to open up a bit. Um, and I, I thought he was very good. Uh, yeah, he used the footy pretty well. And um, of his 25 possession, 18 of them were kicks. Um, and that always pleases me when your backline players can kick the footy rather than, you know, look for cheap hand passes. So, yeah, I thought Nick Hind was very good. And, you know, I don't think you could look past Andy McGrath. He, as you say, mate, he was, he was everywhere. He, um, you know, we, we both remarked, even though he gave away 50 when he uh, pushed his Hawthorne opponent uh, after getting into Nick Cox, um, I thought that, you know, that was a bit of leadership, as you mentioned earlier. And, um, you know, kicked a goal. You know, I think uh, Andy, just, as I said, my only criticism of him, sometimes he, he'll just belt the ball forward uh, and sometimes the, the ball doesn't come off the boot very well. Um, so, and but he did a lot of things right. And um, as you say, 11 tackles, that's an amazing effort. Um and they were the kind of numbers Devin Smith were getting, uh, was getting you know, a few years ago, mate. So um, that shows you the work rate that Andy's putting in, not just on the offensive, but also on the on his def- defensive side of the game. But, um, yeah, five votes to Andy McGrath. Beautiful. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll tally him up, mate, for the uh, you know, round one. Uh, so currently, um, you know, on one, we've got Sammy Draper, on two, we've got Jordan Ridley. Three, we've got Dyson Heppel. On seven, is a is a tied at the moment with Hind and Merritt. 
and out in front is Andy McGrath on 10 votes. Hey, yeah, well, an interesting start. And, um, yeah, let's hope that, you know, we can start to see some of our goal kickers, mate, getting into the vote soon. Um, you know, it would be nice to be able to give some votes to maybe a Harrison Jones or Peter Wright or, you know, a Jake Stringer. Um, let's hope we get down the track because I've just been watching the North Melbourne game in the background, mate. And uh, look away now, Don's fans, as um, <laughs> Harold Sung likes to keep um, mentioning. But uh, Raz has kicked four up to three-quarter time, mate. So, um, you know, he never looked like doing that last year um, for us. Um, and, you know, obviously his body's let him down. But um, it'll be almost ironic, isn't it, that, uh, you know, he gets up and going once he gets his wish to go home. But, um yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, good luck to you. I mean, for mine, um, you know, Raz was pretty open with the club. You know, always wanted to go back to Adelaide at, at some stage. Yes, it was disappointed um, for us to lose him, uh, but yeah, good on him at his uh, at his new club. But it does hurt, um, you know, when they kick four in their first game of the new colours. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's have another break, mate. Um, and we'll come back with our regular segment by the numbers. And you're listening to Don's cast. And uh, as we did last year and we'll continue to do so, it's now time to go by the numbers and with that, uh, generally, if he's fit and able, uh, we'll always be talking about Andy McGrath first. And, mate, we both gave him best on ground. Uh, why don't you sum him up on the night? Yeah, look, I mean, not much more we can say. He had an excellent night. Both gave him the five votes. A fantastic game from Andy McGrath. And it's good to see him kick a goal. And um, as I said last year, I don't think he kicked a goal all season. So, uh, you know, if you can add a goal every few weeks, um, you know, get that number up to about a 10. Um, yeah, that would be really pleasing to see that dimension to his game. Uh, Sammy Draper, mate, you found a vote for him. Uh, I thought he was pretty good on the night. Uh, a lot of hitouts. Um, I still think Hawthorne read uh, his tap in the end. Uh, they decided to follow his tap and put a lot of pressure on our midfield and they got a few clearances from that. But uh yeah, it would have been loved as lovely to see him kick one of those outrageous kind of kicks that he was <laughs> steaming in with full uh, full steam and uh, you know couldn't quite finish. But uh, yeah, he's going to be a cult hero for a long time. Absolutely, mate. Uh, he just throws himself at everything, which is you know you just um, you'd imagine as a player on the field, it'd bring you so much energy to see him bustling around. Uh, I, I thought he played a fantastic game. Uh, yeah. He's, he's still got things to work on. And in, in terms of, um, you know, the Hawks reading the play, I think you're absolutely right. Like they saw how dominant he was in the, in the rut contest, which I think is a, is a massive, um, you know, rap to, to Draper. Um, so he'll get smarter with that, you know, perhaps then, you know, have a, you know, option one, two and three, um, where if he sees the Hawks, you know, trying to um, scoop up his footy, um, you know, he might tap it to a second. And he'll have that control. Um, but I just thought, uh, you know, for a big Ruckman to make, you know, five tackles, have four clearances, he's, um, 
he's just showing these signs of just how how good he can be. Um, so yeah, really good game from Sammy Draper. Darcy Parrish. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him in the middle a little bit more, um, especially at the clearances, because we know he can be a bit of a clearance king at times, mate. And uh, you know, I I think he had about eighteen possessions for the night, um, and that was split evenly: nine kicks, nine handballs. Um, he did kick that nice goal, mate, which I thought was really important at the time. And uh, you know, I just think um, with with Darcy. Uh, truck has to get right the rotation of that clearance area because I think Darcy knows how to hunt the footy and uh, yeah, what did you think of his game? Yeah, I mean he's he's one of I've got about four or five players that I almost wanted to give a vote to, um, uh, but just I just you know even though we've got five people we give votes to, um, you know I just couldn't find one for him on the night because I, I mean. When we do throw him in the middle, you just see how quick he is to, as you say, hunt the footy and get after it. And he's like his head, his hands are lightning, mate. Um, he's actually one of those players where um, yeah, you'd almost prefer him to handball the footy because he always hits a target and it's always a dangerous target. Um, and you know, just his energy around the ball. You know, he's um, one of those guys that you know if. You know, I heard a call throughout through the commentary. You know, if there's one one ball left in the world and you had to get someone to extract it for you, you know, he's almost one of those players that you'd love to go in because he, he'd leave nothing, um, no stone unturned. I, I thought he actually had a, a quite good game. Yes, his delivery in terms of kicking uh, lets him down at times, um, but you know, I'm, I'm sure he's working hard at that. You know, to to lay the four tackles, take four marks around the ground because he's he's running hard. Uh, 411 metres gained, three clearances, a goal assist to go with his goal, and and he um, he did miss another shot at goal. Um, so he's definitely getting around the footy. He knows how to read it. Um, but I think it is just a, a difficult thing for him where, um, you know, he you'd almost want him to be the, in the number one um, sort of rotation in the midfield. Um, but I think he's, you know, in that second rotation which is yeah still a good place to be but I, I think he's just such a good extractor of the footy um you know i'd love to see him take more center bounces um but uh yeah i thought quite a good game from parish yeah Cole langford I, I thought he's a bit quieter than normal um you know i, I think that uh yeah he, he did everything he needed to do when the ball came his way but he maybe just didn't have the same kind of influence he, he had been having because um, I think last year he was a bit of a presence for us. Um, and, yeah, he worked hard defensively. I could see that at the ground. But, um, yeah, I just didn't think he had the same kind of impact with with the ball in his hands. No, you're right, mate. He's a, he's a funny one. Like, he had 19 possessions. Um, but, you know, you just – yeah, it's that impact, as you, as you say. Like, he, he was obviously presenting quite nicely, uh, took the five marks, made three tackles, had three clearances – um, so he's getting around it enough, even had a goal assist. Um, but, you know, I guess it's one of those things where we just know what he's capable of, so we sort of expect more of him. Um, you know, it, that run where he came through, got the ball from Shield, and he was steaming through, like he does have a good yard of pace on him. I'd just like to see him use that a bit more. Um, but, you know, 
I don't know whether it's just a, a confidence thing. He needs to get settled into the game. Um, but uh, yeah, like it was a it was a serviceable game, um, but not particularly uh, excellent. Um, yeah, for mine. Yeah, he did do that nice kick, mate. That ended up in the hands of oh, uh, I think Tipper. Tipper, yeah, that was a nice kick. Um, whether he meant it or not, it was. <laughs> he, had, he had to think through it, and um, yeah, I certainly think he was pointing the ball that direction. So that was a smart play by Cole. Uh, Devin Smith, you know, he didn't get a whole heap of the footy, mate, but he did end up kicking a couple of goals on the night, including our last, which put us um, five points in front. And uh, like I said, he, I think he laid four tackles on the night, um, just the 12 possessions. Um, and he didn't really have any midfield rotation that I noticed. So um, maybe trucks. Yeah, I had the word to him. You'll be playing on the half forward flanks this year. Yeah, and I think that's a it's a difficult position to like keep on getting involved in the play. Um, like I think he he got around the ball enough. Um, you know, obviously kept presenting. Um, had that beautiful run. You know, where Parish passed him and he ran through and, and slotted it. Um, so it's it's great. He's he's moving better. Um, to have two goals out of him and. and and four tackles with a goal assist as well uh, is excellent. Um, but I think he may um, sort of struggle to have like a huge impact where he's not having those midfield minutes. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to, to get in the rotations there because, um, you know, we'll talk about him soon, but, you know, with the addition of Caldwell into our midfield, um, I just don't see where Dev Smith would... Um, yeah, would would value add. Yes, we um, would probably have him run through every now and then just to you know freshen up some guys. But uh, yeah, I think our midfield's actually looking pretty good for the moment. But I, I think uh, I, I thought it was quite a decent game from Smith. Yeah, well, we get a couple of goals. You take that out of your forward pocket player uh, every chance you get. Um, Zach Merritt, we you know both gave him votes on the night. Ah, uh, Jai Caldwell, mate. Oh, mate, how did I miss her? <laughs> Gee, I, I guess, uh, Edgy, don't know, I think because you mentioned Jai Caldwell, I jumped ahead, but um, bomber debut, mate. And uh, yeah, he he was very good under in an under, and I actually did uh, think about giving him a vote on the night. Um, just a couple of his kicks, especially in that third quarter when the pressure was really coming at us. Um, he kind of turned the ball over a few times, and I think that kind of uh, burnt in my brain a bit, mate. Because um, uh, yeah, apart from that though, he he will win a lot of the footy that you won't notice, um, but he he wins it in the in the heat of the contest and then gets it out, and we kind of expected that, and he he certainly showed us that's what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. I th- thought he was I thought he was excellent. Um, like, yeah, he's another one of these ones where just missed out on a vote for mine. Um, you know, he's, he was in and under everything. Um, what I really like about him, he's got a defensive mindset. He helped out the defence on a number of occasions, which was just excellent. Uh, but, I mean, we got – so he got 22 disposals, uh, 13 of those handballs. So he was he was right at the cold face, just extracting it from the centre there. Uh, took four marks, so he was obviously running around presenting – and he's not a tall man, so, um, you know, he was finding space uh, for us to deliver to him. Um, nine tackles, though, which is absolutely huge. Um, just shows, you know, he, he, he just wants the footy. Um, had three clearances, um, 
one goal assist, had a shot at goal as well and, and missed, uh, which I sort of talked about earlier. And again, like he, he only played 74% of game time. So, um, you know, we, we're not flogging him. Um, you know, we're, we're giving him his minutes and then letting him rest for a bit because we have to remember he's still a young uh, midfielder, but I thought he showed real class. Um, and, yeah, I, I really liked his game. I think he um, he adds a lot to our midfield in terms of his um, his, his pressure, his defensive mindset, um, and his, his just his want to get the footy. Um, I think that's what's really going to help us going forward because if you've got Caldwell in there, you know, getting the ball out of the guts, dishing it out to a Zach Merritt, who's a good user of the footy, um, so he's not having to kick it under pressure, it's just going to reap benefits for us. So, um, yeah, really good game from, uh, from Caldwell for mine. Uh, a good bomber to uh, Zach Merritt now, mate. We both gave him votes. Um, not much more to say about him other than, that, uh, you know, he's going to be the player that we pay a lot of interest in this year, mate, as the year goes on. Um, you know, what his thoughts of the bombers are because, you know, I really don't want to lose Zach and I hope that uh, you know, he, he starts to see some of these younger players like Cox and Harrison Jones and you know, eventually Archie Perkins and Zach Reed, and uh, can see a future because uh, yeah, I still think he's, if not our best player, he's equal with you know, Andy McGrath as our best player. Yeah, an absolute ripper of a performance uh, from Merritt. As you said, not much more we can say about him. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's definitely playing playing great, looking fit. So I'm um, looking forward to plenty more of that from Zach. All right. Well, uh, Dylan Shield, uh, you know, he kicked a couple of goals on the night, which is pleasing. Uh, as I said, he only kicked four last year, but um, <clears throat> I just think that yeah, he really died out of the game. And probably when you look at his stats, mate, he's had 17 possessions, only eight kicks. Um, so, and, you know, Dev, uh, sorry, Dylan is, you know, let's be, let's be honest. He's best we can get from him is, you know, long penetrating kicks into our forward line at his best. Um, and yeah, I just felt he struggled to get free on the night, um, apart from, you know, those two couple of goals, but yeah, that second half of his was you know, pretty disappointing. I thought. Yeah, he's um he's he's sort of funny. Like whether the you know the ground size of um you know the dome or Eddie had or Marvel, Marvel we're calling yeah. it now. So <laughs> um you know you know whether that stifles him um and maybe we'll see more run at the MCG or or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I think he he played a serviceable game, but he's definitely capable of a lot more. And as you say, like the one big one of his big weapons um, is his run and carry, but also his uh, his ability to kick the ball a bloody long way, um, you know, to sort of break the lines. Um, but just didn't see enough of it in this game. Um, yeah, he still he still showed enough, so it wasn't like he uh, didn't put the effort in. You know, four tackles, four clearances, uh, a goal assist, and two goals um, to go along with that. You know, that's a that's a pretty decent game, um, but. Uh, yeah, so I'd say a, a, a fair game from Shield, but um, you know we definitely expect more from him. Yeah, well, um, what did uh, they say recently? 
you pay you get paid marquee money <laughs> you expect marquee returns and um you know like again i just think you can do more when the game counts and um I, you know, listening to myself, mate, I'm, I feel like I'm being really harsh on him this episode. Um, and, you know, considering he kicked a couple of goals on the night, it's probably unfair. But, um, you know, just kind of he's one of the ones that I would just wish stood up a little bit more. Um, Aaron Francis, uh, undersized against his Hawthorne opponent most most uh, times during the night. Um, yeah, I thought it was a tough night at the office for Aaron. Um did a couple of nice things, but you know, uh, I just felt he left his opponent too many times, and I know, I know that's his trait, to, you know, and it can be uh, can pay off sometimes. But I just felt like it hurt us ultimately on the night. Yeah, I think you're right. It seems to be a bit of the um, the tale of Francis. Like we know how talented he is, and he's such a good reader of the footy, but you know, he just he doesn't stick to structures, and it's we don't always get four quarters of effort from him, um, which I, yeah, again, you know, I feel like I'm being very harsh on him. Um, I actually really like him as a player. I think he's he's great, um, but I mean, one of his one of his biggest weapons for mine is his kicking. He's a beautiful kick of the footy, uh, but of his fourteen disposals, you know, he only kicks it five times. Um, so I think he could make more of the footy he's getting. Um, you know, and, and when, you know, we're so undersized down back, he needs to sort of understand that, you know, Laverde's new to new to the back role there. Um, yes, he's got Ridley as a as a um, sort of key player there, but, you know, this is only really his, his third season of footy, um, uh, you know, uh, and we need people to stick to their structures because the Hawks kept getting goals far too easy because, you know, we dragged too much up the, up the ground. Um, you know, again, he'd done some nice things, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, there's plenty more development for Aaron Francis and I, um, you know, I hope the boys get around him and, and help him just stick to the structures and um, things like that. I, I think he really would have benefited from, say, Hooker going down back and then, he wouldn't have to play that key defensive role because we've both said he's he's not suited to that role. Um, I, I think it's you know it's sort of like judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's, I don't think it's fair to judge Aaron too harshly on this game because he was trying to play key back. Um, you know, when they had Segler and McAvoy and that, and even O'Brien because he was giving out plenty of size to O'Brien. Yeah, I feel it's harsh to um, sort of judge him too critically um, when he's not a key defensive um, player for mine. But I, I thought he played okay without being great. Yeah, just a, a number of those handballs, mate. He actually, you know, I don't think his decision making's the best. And mm. a couple of times it was, you know, he'd call for the ball back and, you know, he's getting pressured by the opposition and, it was just another handball to somebody who was under even more pressure. Um, and I just think with Aaron, he just needs to know. Mate, if you're a little bit unsure, just clear the bloody thing down the, you know, go down the line or, or whatever. Mm. Um, and, you know, just again, it's, it's, it comes down to decision-making. So I'm sure you'll see a bit of tape throughout the week. Tom Cutler, mate, will be uh, credited as playing a game last night. Um 
because that 23rd player who doesn't play uh, still gets a game added to their stat sheet and gets oh. paid for it, mate. So, Jeez. Um, Not a bad gig. Yeah. So uh, all I can say is that, uh, yeah, he he looked fit running around on his red top. But, um, yeah, no, Tom Cutler was uh, obviously chosen by the club to be the substitute if, uh, if required. And, uh, you know, thankfully, no injury. Uh, he was not required on the night. Uh, Nick Cox made his debut for the Bombers, and um, there was a lot to like what he did. Um, didn't get a whole heap of the footy, but uh, geez, uh, he looks like a, a bit of a prototype, mate. Um, you know, he's so tall, and I think he's about 199 or 200 centimetres tall. Um, he's as lean as you can imagine, mate, really lean. And uh, But he's got like this booming kick on him, right? I reckon he was kicking at 60, 65 metres pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the TV showed, but, like, that's what it looked like. And, um, yeah, I just think that he he's going to be one that we're really going to enjoy developing. Yeah, mate. And it's particularly impressive knowing that, you know, he was kicking those long footies um, off both the right and left peg, um, <laughs> obviously not at the same time. But, um, <laughs> he's a, no, he's a... He's a really good player, and he showed that he, um, yeah, he could read the play pretty well. Like that pickup I was talking about earlier, um, you know, the the tackle on Impy, um, you know, he he reads the play fairly well. For mine, um, you know, through this season, and you'll you know, you'll get it from experience. Is um, um, I suppose that that knowing he belongs out there, um, because to me it looked like he stayed back from contests. Um, you know, we wasn't sure, oh, should I go up for this one or shouldn't I? You know, when you're, you know, two metres tall, basically, um, you know, that's where you can really make an impact, take a few grabs around the ground um, because, I, and, you know, with his, his running pace and fitness, like he was running all game. Um, so, you know, he, he can impact the game a lot more, uh, but for mine, it just looks like he just needs that confidence to, to see he belongs. Uh, because you can see when he's actually got the footy, he looks he looks pretty good with it. And you know, he took the three marks in the night, um, made a tackle, um, nine disposals, um, and uh, yeah. So without being a, a super game, I thought it was um, excellent for his development and a, yeah, I, I think a pretty solid debut. And let's hope he doesn't uh, get suspended, mate. Uh, mm-hmm. Was reported in the night, um, so I have a tale to tell when he discusses his first game that he was reported <laughs> in his first match. But uh, as you say, it was more clumsy than anything. And uh, it was pleasing to see that the Hawthorne player, I think it's Halloran, um, got up and went back and kicked the goal. Um, so obviously he was not uh, impacted in terms of severity um, of the head clash, mm-hmm. um, yeah, with the, with the elbow, sorry. And, uh, yeah, let's hope that uh, he's free to play next week against Port Adelaide. Uh, the next player is Jordan Ridley. Uh, we both found. Oh, did we? Did you find votes for him? Nah, no, nah, you didn't. Um, yeah, well, I found a vote for him. Um, so there's not much more I can say. But yeah, it was a typical Ridley game. You know, um, was sweeping, uh, picking up the ball, and you know, using it to his. Uh, you know, as we know, he can with his uh, lethal boot. Yeah, beautiful kick of the footy, and I think he's. Uh, you know, we talked about it the other week, Jane, where he's sort of a victim of his own, um, 
uh, you know, sort of success where, you know, I sort of looked at his game and, yeah, it was a typical Ridley game. Um, you know, 21 disposals, 16 kicks, uh, which he used beautifully. Uh, 577 metres gained. Um, actually played 100% of game time, would you believe? Um, so very fit, the young man. Um, and even made the uh, three tackles, which is excellent to see. So defensive uh, mindset as always with him. Um, you know, really yeah, could have been a vote uh, in most other games. I just uh, sort of had to find one for um, for Draper and Hep. But um, look, he, um, uh, he played really well. Uh, but again, I think he was sort of a victim of us not having a, a key defender down there. I feel like because, um, you know, the Hawks were able to sort of get out and kick goals um, fairly easy, um, it impacted on my, like, how I felt the defence actually played all night because uh, we were a bit leaky down there, uh, but certainly not a direct reflection on Jordan Ridley. I think he uh, he played very well, um, but he obviously... Um, yeah, we we coughed up the game, so that's always going to look bad for the defenders. Yeah, uh, talking about defenders, Jaden Laverde, um, as you say, mate, he's a bit undersized as well, but gee, he tried hard and he might not have got a lot of the footy, but um, yeah, he definitely provided a contest. And um, yeah, I just think that this is one where we've got to persevere. Um, and I think he's strong enough over the ball that he's going to provide. Yeah, pretty good contest against uh, players like not key position players, but like those stronger body um, forwards that you can, you know, you need a bit of uh, competitiveness to go against. Yeah, absolutely. Like there are a couple of moments there where he um, he actually had to stand up in a tackle a couple of times and was able to do that and dish the ball out by hands. Um, so really showed his strength there. Um, he showed his his ability to read the play. You know, it's plenty of fists in there. Uh, and what I really liked and found encouraging with his um, sort of second, third, fourth efforts uh, when the ball was in dispute, like, you know, he was bubbling around, who was going to get it? You know, he'd, he'd try to lay a tackle. And if he didn't lay the tackle, he'd, he'd get around to at least pressure the ball carrier. Um, you know, it's only recorded as having the two tackles, but I definitely remember him, um, you know, having a bit more impact than that. Um, 12 disposals, uh, four kicks and the eight handballs. Um, look, I, I thought he had a fairly serviceable night without being uh, fantastic. Yeah, now Nick Hind, we both gave votes to, mate, um, and he made a great bomber debut, I thought, and, uh, you know, obviously we're going to miss... Um, we're going to miss Sadi this year, but, um, yeah, I think we've we've done very well to pick up this bloke uh, to be his successor. Yeah, absolutely, and played a fantastic role. Look, not much I can um, I can add. Um, you know, can wax lyrical about this bloke. I think he's done really well. Played super for us last night, and uh, looking forward to many more games to come. Uh, Peter Wright uh, again, another one making his debut for the Bombers. Um, kicked that nice goal from about fifty odd meters out, mate. Um, yeah, you know, was a relieving ruckman uh, when Draper did rest, which wasn't very often. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he actually had a bit more of the footy than I thought, um, and yeah, I, I thought it was a serviceable game for his first match. 
Yeah, the thing um, he played okay. Had uh, the sixteen disposals, as you sort of indicate there, Jame, and took three marks, um, six hitouts, a clearance, a goal assist to go with his goal. Um, so definitely got involved. I sort of almost feel that um, look if they were stubborn and didn't want to move Hooker back, you know, perhaps Peter Wright could have gone down there to at least show a bit of size um, because I, I don't think we got a lot out of him on the night. Like, I mean, his stat sheets say 16 disposals, but I think we could have used him a bit more. To me, um, you know, it, it, he didn't really impose himself on the game for mine, um, which I think is something he's, I know, well, something he's definitely working at. That was sort of spoken about um you know, in the um, you know when the when the bombers sort of talk about him uh, showing a bit more aggression um, and and all the rest of it, so I think he can impose himself a bit more on games. Um, but yeah, I'd say overall, uh, you know, an okay game from from Peter Wright. Yeah, the skipper was back. Um, he cleaned up a lot of the balls there on the half um, forward, off the half forward line for the uh, for the Hawks. Um, you know. Was, you know, again, a sweeper who um, you know, got the ball and generally did the, the right decision there, mate, and we both uh, were able to find him a boat. Yeah, I really saw the game from Hep. Um, and obviously more game time, um, you know, he'll get back into into full uh, full sort of Hepel mode. Um, but you can just see how good he is, um, not only in terms of reading the play individually, but, you know, in that leadership is something we really lacked over the last couple of years, like when he's been injured. Um, we need that steady hand out there to sort of guide our younger players. Um, so I thought a really good game from, from Hep, both uh, both as an individual and as a leader out there for our club. And understandably, I thought he tired in that second half, but, um, yeah, I think he'd be better for the run. Harry Jones, uh, look, mate, I know there'll be a few Bomber fans out there who, really frustrated and I can totally understand why in terms of his uh, kicking for goal but um, I just see the upside in this kid and uh, you know I just think that if we just bide our time mate we've got a beauty on our hands and um, you know as frustrating it was to see him miss a few shots of goal um, yeah I think uh, Harry's got a big career at the Bombers and yeah, he's got some great agility for his size. And you've got to remember, he's only 20. So I think he's got um, plenty of growth, uh, especially as a key position player. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I, I, like, you know, despite the four missed shots of goal, um, I, I thought it was a really promising performance for him, particularly those five big marks he took. Um, you know, he was flying for those, so wasn't showing any... Um, Indication that he was timid around the footy. Um, he definitely wants the footy. Uh, you know, had the 13 disposals in the end, nine kicks, and and what a beautiful kick he is. Uh, you know, that kick to Caldwell uh, is, was just something to um, to behold. Um, made a couple of tackles as well, so which is pretty good effort from a big bloke, and shows that you know he's not only wants to be the bloke kicking the goals, but um, you know he wants to get the ball back uh, for Essendon. So, yeah, look, a, a really good debut from, from Harrison Jones. And, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm sure those yips will, uh, will go away uh, as he gets more confidence um, that he's, uh, you know, he, he's where he belongs in the AFL landscape. 
Uh, Kyle, who can I? Uh, I've got to say, um, uh, he almost looked cooked to me. Like, um, and I know that's a quick judgment, but he is, uh, yeah, he's never been the possession of uh, great speed, but uh, he looked really slow. Uh, yeah, I know it was a quick game, and, and the Hawks are quite a young list as well. But he seemed to be labouring a lot, um, you know, moving around the forward line for us. Um, and I really would have loved to have seen him uh, given the challenge to kind of hold up our back line. Um, I understand Truck had made a decision before that that he was going to play forward. But, um, yeah, look, he, he kicked a goal from that snap and missed one that he should have kicked. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a tough night at the, at the office for Kyle Hooker. And, uh, you know, that lack of speed, uh, you know, up forward, it could be damaging because uh, I noticed the Hawks were really, you know, prepared to run off him. And obviously with no defensive pressure in your forward line, uh, it gives him a free run at it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was sort of pretty rough to watch because he he didn't get involved a whole lot. Um, you know, had the eight disposals in the end. Uh, yes, he kicked that goal, but... Um, yeah, missed that, missed an absolutely sitter before that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose really not much to write home about. Um, yeah, hopefully, you'll he'll be better for us. And I think also it's a bit harsh for me to judge him so badly. Um, when our, our entries inside forward um, aren't always the best, we, we still struggle with that side of our game. Um, so I think it's difficult for Hooker to take a whole bunch of grabs when we're not necessarily kicking it to his advantage. Um, I think, yeah, he'll definitely benefit when we get, you know, like a, a Jake Stringer back um, where he doesn't have to be the number one forward. Um, so, uh, yeah, an average game from, from Hooker. Uh, and hopefully it'll be better uh, in the weeks to come. Mason Redmond, uh, we didn't see him in the first couple of games, um, you know, in the Carlton game or the uh, or the Amy series game against Geelong. Uh, was named on the night. And, look, he did a couple of things that was very good. You know, he ran off. The, he, he actually looked a little bit more, um, more free in his running than last year, I thought. Uh, but, yeah, there's still some... Some areas in his game where he needs to improve. Like that last quarter, he had a shot at goal. You know, once he was given a fifty, um, and I, I know he's, he plays mainly off a half-back flank, but yeah, you know, he's got to go back and kick those ones. Um, and there's a couple of like skill errors where he's just you know, decision making was pretty poor. But um, considering his lead up to round one. Uh, I'm prepared to bank on him for another week. I think he, um, I think at his best, he can definitely be a, a best 22 player. Yeah, like to me, it looked like a bloke who was just uh, showing a few signs of rust, you know, after you know having the injury last year and um, you know not playing those those first two games of this year, the um, sort of practice match in the Amy that you talked about. Uh, 15 disposals. Um, they had a missed shot at goal. Uh, took four marks, so that's uh, that's decent 
Um, and he did show a bit of run and carry, you know, 303 metres gained. But um, like I, I, I really rate Mason Redmond. I think he's, um, he, you know, he can show a lot more than that. Um, yeah, I really want to see him get back that sort of tenaciousness that we've seen from him previously. Like, you know, lay a few more tackles. Like he's not recorded as having a tackle uh, this game. I don't think that's through lack of effort, but it's, um, you know, that's what we need from him. Someone to really pressure the um, the Hawks forwards and to think twice about having to, um, you know, whether they're going to run on and have a ping because I reckon he does have a, um, a lick of pace, Redmond. And, um, you know, if you can show that, you know, he's willing to fight for the footy and, and scrap and um, do everything for it, um, that's that's what we need from him. We need we need someone down there, um, you know, willing to fight tooth and nail, um, you know, against a smaller to, to mid-sized forwards down there. And I think he's absolutely capable of it, but just not showing it as of yet. So, um, yeah, hopefully we, we back him in. He rolls around again and um, just, uh, yeah, gets better as the season goes on. And Ned Carl, um, yeah, it was a tough night at the office for him too, mate. Uh, you know, he's playing in his new role on the back flank uh, or the back pocket. And, again, he had a lot of shallow kicks that were uh, intercepted by the Hawks. Um, and I just think that, you know, uh, we've got to remember he's only played his third or fourth game, so uh, we can't expect too much from him. But, yeah, I just thought he had a tough night at the office. Yeah, he did, mate. Uh, you know, I th- he's sort of funny because you look at him and you you think, geez, this guy can be quite a classy user of the footy, uh, but it's like he just hasn't found that pace of AFL footy yet and he seems to rush his kick a bit. Um, so he'll bite off a bit more than he can chew with with some of his kicking. Like he got intercepted, uh, which really hurts when the Hawks were able to sort of slingshot the ball back down there and kick a goal uh, when we look to have a bit of the run. But oh, I think he is quite a classy player. I think he can read it quite well. Um, so perhaps it is just getting that confidence in the role and, and everything like that. Um, so let's hope he'll be better for the run. So I mean, for mine, a fairly average game from him. Yeah, now Braden Ham um, playing up on the wing. Um, he, yeah, he's definitely noticeably a bit bigger than he was last year, mate. He's definitely uh, crossed the shoulders. I've noticed he's seems to have done a lot of work. And, uh, yeah, I thought he's tackling. He, he put a couple of big tackles on for a bloke of his stature. Um, and he's got quite a long kick on him, but... I noticed on the night, every time he had the ball, he was under a lot of pressure. So we probably didn't see the best of him on the night. No, we didn't. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's another sort of funny one. Like I quite like him uh, in terms of his kicking and his running carry, but he didn't really show that on the night. Like from his 17 disposals, he only kicked it the seven times uh, and only had 120 metres gained. Uh, and when your role is as a winger to sort of roam up and down that wing there, get the ball going from defence into our forward line, uh, to me that that says he didn't play his role as effectively as we needed him to. Uh, he did lay the four tackles, um, which is good to see. So, um, yeah, that shows he's got more confidence in his body and, and all the rest of it. Uh, had the one clearance, took a couple of marks. Um and he's definitely one where I think he, he might be more of a sort of MCG specialist, you know, with the broader wings there, more ground to cover, 
because uh, we know he is a bit of an elite runner. Um, but, I mean, overall, I, I couldn't see him having anything more than an average game last night. Another one who was a bit quiet, or I felt he was a bit quiet, was uh, Will Snelling. He did kick a nice goal, but um, didn't really stand out to me. Like, he probably ends up getting his 14 possessions or 15 possessions that he easily gets. But, um, yeah, I just found a lot on the night that he was one that I kept wondering, where is uh, Snelling? And he was somewhere in the vicinity of the ball, but yeah, it just didn't seem to have the same kind of impact. Yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. Um, yeah, it was sort of a, a funny old game. Like he'd, he'd pop up every now and then um, and then go quiet for a while. So, uh, yeah, kicking that goal was excellent. Um, had the 14 disposals. Um, but he's another one where he's, he's actually a beautiful kick of the footy, uh, but he only kicked it the five times, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, laid the five tackles. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, you didn't see a whole lot of him. So, um yeah, I mean, I'd say again, an average game from Snelling. Yeah, and I think uh, that when we get to selection, mate, uh, I think there'll be a few decisions to be made um, because, you know, again, it's that size thing again where we've got so many players of the same height mm. and um, you've got to start to wonder, you know, where's your point of difference? So, you know, does that open the door? You know, would we see a debuting Archie Perkins, who, uh, you know, is 188 centimetres tall, could be a point of difference. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting selection. Um, Anthony McDonald, Tim Woody, um, kicked a couple of goals in the night, mate. Um, you know, he, he did a couple of nice things. Was largely well held, like, you know, in terms of, you know, they put a lot of pressure onto him. I think they saw the danger, obviously, that he can provide. Um, but how did you see Tipper's game on the night? Yeah, it was sort of sort of funny. Like you, when he got the ball, he's class. Like he kicked those couple of goals, uh, missed a third, um, but had the sixteen disposals all up um, uh, with nine kicks out of those. And we know he's, he's such a damaging kick of the footy. Uh, took four marks, um, so was presenting all night. He looked a lot fitter, which is excellent. And he actually had two goal assists as well, um, which is fantastic. Um, but, you know, he, he still – there's times in the game where he, he, he sort of goes missing a bit. Um, and that's that's where I'd like him to, you know, have a run through the midfield or um, – I, mean, I personally would like to see him off half back every now and then. Um, just to sort of, you know, be able to read the play and, um, yeah, kick it inside 50 because, you know, yeah, other players just don't seem to be able to, um, you know, spot up players in our forward line. Um, all that great. Um, but, you know, um, for mine, it was a it was an all right game from, from Tipper. Um, I, again, I do judge him a bit harshly, but that's just because I, I rate him like really highly, I think he's a very skillful player, um, but just want to see more, more of that for four quarters of the game. Um, and I know it's hard, you know, for a, a forward pocket to be involved in the game all the time. Particularly, you know, you know, when we look at that third quarter where the uh, the ball was spending the vast majority in the in the Hawks fifty. Um, but I mean, they're those opportunities where I see Tipper could 
be thrown down there, you know, lay a few tackles, be that sort of um, real sort of high pressure, uh, you know, defensive player. Because if the if the Hawks had to second guess whether they can run on and provide that run and carry if they think tippers on their heels, um, that can be the difference between them sort of spilling the ball and the ball getting back in, in our territory or them just, you know, you know, kicking seven goals in a row. So, um, yeah, I, I think it was an all right game from Tipper without being outstanding. Okay, so is that it, mate? I think we got Yeah, that's a lot of them. Yeah, it's a, it's a long process uh, <laughs> before we start this, mate, but um, uh, it's something we'll persevere with um, because hopefully we'll be discussing our victories and it'll make it even more fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is like uh, prolonging... The pain, I guess, uh, when, you, <laughs> when you dissect losses. But, um, yeah, look, I guess ultimately we, we lost the game on the night and, um, you know, we had, had a, a few glimpses of brilliance, um, couldn't sustain it. And I guess that, you know, it leads to our, our next run of games, which are going to be pretty competitive uh, or pretty difficult, to be honest. Like uh, Port have had a big win over North, mate, Um Raz ended up kicking just the four in the night, so or four in the day. So, uh, Port won 117 to 65 against North. Now, um, North largely tipped to become the wooden spooners, um, but at home they're going to be, you know, quite a force to be reckoned with. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, week at the selection tables. How the Bombers. Uh, you know, maybe pick their side for next week. Um, it was pleasing to hear that Jakey Stringer kicked a couple, uh, kicked a couple of goals last or yesterday um, before being taken off and apparently is running laps on the second oval. Um, thanks to Scott from the Lunchtime Catch-Up for those kind of uh, information. But, uh, yeah, like, I think that, uh, you know, he's going to be one that we're going to have to think about. Um, you know, is he ready to come straight into AFL side? Um, uh, Archie Perkins, by reports, had a pretty good game. Um, so I'd like to see him maybe experimented with and, and come into the side. You know, I think this year we've just got to treat it as a development year, mate. And um, I know Robert Shaw didn't really agree mm. that we should use that kind of terminology, but I mean, Anything that can fast track us for success later on, um, I think it's, it's time to start to pull the trigger. Um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with actually building your side for you know the best possible result for years to come. And if that means that you got to wear a little bit of short-term pain, um, I'm prepared to do that. And I think the club should be too. So I think um, yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, Archie Perkins, Jake Stringer come in, and potentially uh, Brendan Zerk Thatcher apparently had a pretty good game on the day as well. Um, you know, still a little bit rusty, but um, he's another one that could potentially come in. And then players that I would have maybe falling out of that side, mate, is, uh, you know, if you go that way, do you, you know, you probably. I'd imagine they'd keep Will Snelling in the side, but you know, is he one that could go to that twenty-third man role? Um, you know, just to have as a 
back up and, and maybe bring in a Perkins for, for Snelling. Um, and, you know, you know, what else do you think, mate, that we could do with the side? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Snelling's position is pretty much up for grabs uh, because I'm not sure... Uh, you know, his point of difference for mine is that he's a, he's a really good kick um, and that he does like going in at the footy. But, I mean, apart from that, he he's a shorter uh, shorter bloke, so he, he doesn't give us much in terms of marking power. And that's one big place where we're, um, where we're getting done by other sides. So I think he's potentially um, on the chopping block. I, I would personally pull the trigger on that one, um, take Will Snelling out, um, you know, maybe even bring in a Guelphie. I like. I sort of some, you know, Guelphie's not the um, the cleanest user of the footy or anything like that. But you will always get, um, you know, four quarters of effort from that bloke. Um, and uh, you know, he's he's definitely hard at the footy, so I don't think you'll lose a lot uh, if you bring in him I, in. I um, think Guelphie's injured, mate. Um, oh. Yeah, so he hasn't been really listed in our injury list, but um, yeah, I heard Truck say that he's still had a couple of weeks out to go. So um, yeah, I think he's not in contention. All right, well, I probably wouldn't make that change. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, whether it is, uh, I'd be reluctant to to rush Stringer back in. Um, yep. And as for Brandon Zerk Thatcher. I think he needs a few more runs in the in the twos to bring him back up to speed. Like, um, you know, you'd hear from the practice matches even at Essendon that he was a bit scratchy. Um, could definitely do with a run, and in, like he's still not key position size. I think he's he's a good defender, um, but I'm not sure whether he would value add more because I think you know that position uh, you've really got. Uh, Francis and Redmond and Laverde playing that sort of role. Um, I think, you know, Lav adds a bit more in terms of, um, you know, he's not super quick, but he's certainly a lot quicker than Zerk Thatcher. Um, so I'm not sure who we'd um, squeeze out there. Um, but perhaps, pardon me, perhaps, uh, yeah, Archie Perkins comes in for a Snelling. Um, Ned Carl, I think they'll persevere with. Um, yeah, I think he's he's quite fit and um, reads it pretty well, so I think they'll they'll persevere with with him there. Um, but apart from that, uh, you know, looking at the list, I, I think they're they're all fairly solid for now. You know, barring um, you know injuries to other players. You know, I think as soon as Stewart gets fit, you know, he's in. Um, when string is fully fit, um, he's in. I just don't know if I'd rush him back um, to take a flight to Adelaide um, and, and then have to travel to. Oh, well, I think I'd bring him back for the St Kilda game um, and test it out there as opposed to rushing him back for a, a game away. Yeah, well, we're going to be heavily uh, the underdogs uh, next week. So. Um, yeah, again, it's going to be a very interesting week at selection. Um, and whilst we're on that topic, mate, um, we didn't do a preview show this week, and that's solely because um, the AFL and its wisdom has now made the uh, side 
be named 24 hours from the game, basically, on the night before. Um, and we both weren't available on that Friday night. So, um, you know, and to do a proper preview, you need the side, I reckon. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go for this week. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I'm not expecting a lot next week. Um, yeah, I just want to see effort again, I guess, and you know, I'd like to see a few of those learnings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, um, yeah, it's been a pretty long episode. So, um, yeah, thanks for our listeners and thanks for all your feedback on the Robert Shaw interview. Um, received heaps on there. And, uh, uh, Robert, we thank you again. Uh, thanks so much for your time and, uh, yeah, mate. Uh, anything you want to add before we go? Nah, mate. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone listening. Um, yeah, it's a it's a joy for us to be able to do this podcast and um, share our views. Hopefully, people get a little bit out of it. Um, yeah, whether you think it's good, bad, indifferent. Um, always happy to hear feedback. So if you got any feedback for us, um, hit us up at donscastpod at gmail dot com or our Twitter handle um, at donscastpod. There. Um, yeah. Again, always happy to hear feedback, good, bad, indifferent. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, um, because, uh, you know, we'd certainly like to um, know that, um, you know, if, we can, if we've can, if got areas to improve, let us know what they are and we can work on those because um, otherwise you'll, uh, you'll hear the same sort of stuff from us. But, um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for sticking along with us and, um, yeah, looking forward to the season ahead. Yeah, thanks very much. Go Bombers. Go Dons.